Welcome to the History AI Podcast, where the past comes alive with facts, anecdotes, and a dash of humor. Here are your hosts, Chuck and Marco. Welcome to the History AI Podcast. I'm Chuck. And I'm Marco. Today, we're diving into the remarkable life of Ronald Rosser, a true American hero. That's right. From his early life to his heroic acts in the Korean War, Rosser's story is one of bravery and dedication. And let's not forget his ability to dodge more than just bullets, but also the odd curveball life threw at him. Let's kick things off with Ronald Rosser's early years. Born in Columbus, Ohio, on August 24, 1929, Rosser was one of 17 children. Can you imagine that, Marco? 17. 17? I can barely manage being the uncle for all of your children, Chuck. The Rosser household must have been bustling with energy. Absolutely, Marco. And it wasn't just full of people, it was full of love and patriotism. His family had a strong military tradition. In fact, his father served in World War I, and many of his brothers served in World War II. Talk about a legacy, Chuck. It seems like serving the country ran in their blood. Indeed, it did. Rosser grew up during the Great Depression, a time that was tough for most American families. Despite the hardships, his family remained close-knit and resilient. That's the kind of upbringing that forges real character. I bet those early experiences shaped Rosser into the hero he later became. You're right, Marco. But it wasn't just his family's military background that influenced him. The loss of his brother, who died while serving in the Korean War, deeply affected Rosser. It was a pivotal moment that led him to re-enlist in the army. Losing a sibling is heart-wrenching. It's clear that his brother's sacrifice played a significant role in his decision to fight. Definitely. And it's this combination of family tradition, personal loss, and a strong sense of duty that set the stage for Rosser's remarkable journey in the military. Now, let's set the stage for the era Ronald Rosser lived in. The mid-20th century was a period of immense change and turmoil, wasn't it Marco? Oh, absolutely Chuck. Rosser's early years coincided with the Great Depression, a time when economic hardship gripped not just America, but the whole world. And then came World War II, reshaping global politics and society. By the time Rosser was a teenager, the world had witnessed one of the most devastating wars in history. That's right. And let's not forget the Cold War, which began shortly after World War II. The world was essentially divided into two the Western bloc led by the United States and the Eastern bloc dominated by the Soviet Union. This was also the time when the Korean War broke out in 1950, a key conflict during the Cold War era. It was in this context that Rosser would make his mark. And amid all these global events, America was experiencing its own transformations. The civil rights movement was gaining momentum, challenging racial segregation and inequality. Exactly. It was a world of contrast from technological advancements like the birth of the computer age to the constant threat of nuclear war. A world of fear and hope, of division and progress. It paints a picture of a world on the edge, doesn't it? A world where every action, especially in a military context, could tip the balance. Perfectly said Marco. And it's within this complex tapestry that Ronald Rosser's story unfolds. A story of bravery, sacrifice, and a relentless commitment to his nation. Now, let's delve into one of the most defining moments in Ronald Rosser's life, his decision to fight. It wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment choice, was it Marco? Not at all, Chuck. 
Ross's decision was deeply personal. As we mentioned earlier, the loss of his brother in the Korean War played a significant role. It was a turning point that spurred him into action. That's right. Rosser's brother, Richard, was killed in action in Korea. This loss hit Ronald hard, and it ignited a fire in him. He once said, I made up my mind that I was going to Korea, and I was going to kill as many of them as I could. That's a powerful statement, Chuck. It shows his dedication and the depth of his love for his brother. But it wasn't just about revenge. Rosser was also driven by a strong sense of duty and patriotism inherited from his family's military tradition. Indeed. He first served in the army right after World War II but left in 1949. However, after his brother's death, he re-enlisted, determined to fight in Korea. He wanted to honor his brother's memory and serve his country in its hour of need. That's a level of commitment and bravery that's hard to fathom. Rosser knew the dangers he was walking into, yet he went anyway. That speaks volumes about his character. Absolutely, Marco. His decision was not just a response to a personal tragedy but also a reflection of his deep-seated values and his unwavering resolve to stand up for what he believed in. And as we'll see, his actions in Korea were nothing short of heroic. Now, let's dive into Ronald Rosser's military service, particularly his time in the Korean War. It's a story of extraordinary valor, isn't it Marco? Absolutely Chuck. After re-enlisting in the army, Rosser was assigned to the 38th Infantry Regiment, part of the 2nd Infantry Division. And it wasn't long before he found himself in the thick of the action. That's right. The Korean War, often called the Forgotten War, was anything but forgettable for those who fought in it. The conditions were brutal extreme cold, rugged terrain, and fierce enemy forces. And Rosser was right in the middle of it. His first taste of combat was in the fierce battles in the hills of Korea. The fighting was intense, with close quarters combat and heavy enemy fire being the norms. One of the most notable moments of his service was in January 1952. His unit was involved in a mission in the heart of enemy territory, a hill known as Hill 180 near Pongili. That's an infamous battle chuck. Ross's platoon faced heavy resistance. They were tasked with taking out enemy bunkers at the top of the hill. It was a daunting task, given the well-entrenched enemy positions. But Rosser, he didn't hesitate. He charged ahead, leading his men with courage that seemed to defy reality. He single-handedly assaulted multiple enemy bunkers, using every weapon at his disposal. It's like something out of a movie, Chuck. He used his rifle, grenades, and even his bare hands in close combat. His action saved many lives that day and turned the tide of the battle. For his bravery, Rosser was awarded the Medal of Honor. His citation reads like a testament to his heroism. It states, while fighting alone, he continued to charge enemy positions, killing at least 13 of the enemy. That level of bravery under fire is almost unimaginable. But for Rosser, it was about doing his duty and protecting his fellow soldiers. Exactly, Marco. His service in the Korean War was a testament to his character and his unwavering dedication to his comrades and his country. Speaking of character, Chuck, let's move on to the remarkable story of how Ronald Rosser earned his Medal of Honor. It's a tale of heroism that deserves to be told in detail. Exactly, let's talk about the events that led to him receiving the Medal of Honor. This is where Rosser's story takes a turn from impressive to downright legendary, Chuck. It was January 12, 1952, a cold, harsh winter day in Korea. 
his company was part of an assault on a heavily fortified hill, held by a large number of enemy troops. The terrain was treacherous, and the enemy was well entrenched in bunkers at the top of the hill. Ross's unit faced a wall of fire as they tried to advance. Casualties were mounting, and the situation was looking grim. That's when Rosser stepped up. Seeing his unit pinned down and suffering heavy losses, he decided to take matters into his own hands. Armed with a carbine and a clutch of grenades, he charged ahead, straight into the enemy fire. He moved from bunker to bunker, attacking with a ferocity that stunned both his comrades and the enemy. He cleared bunker after bunker, showing incredible bravery. But his actions weren't just about taking down the enemy. He was also there to rescue his fallen comrades. Yes, in between assaults on enemy positions, he made several trips back across the fire-swept terrain to drag wounded soldiers to safety. His disregard for his own safety was astonishing. Despite intense enemy fire, Rosser single-handedly killed at least 13 of the enemy. His actions not only saved many of his fellow soldiers but also played a crucial role in the success of the mission. For his incredible bravery and selfless actions that day, Ronald Rosser was awarded the Medal of Honor. The citation noted his dauntless courage and gallantry, and rightly so. It's a story that exemplifies the highest ideals of bravery and heroism in combat. Rosser's actions that day are a testament to his character and his extraordinary dedication. And that, listeners, is the kind of heroism that earned someone the highest military honor in the United States. But Rosser's story doesn't end there. Now it's time to delve into another chapter of Ronald Rosser's military journey, his service during the Vietnam War. This was a different battlefield, but Rosser's bravery remained consistent, didn't it Marco? Absolutely Chuck. After his heroic actions in Korea, Rosser didn't just rest on his laurels. He re-enlisted again, this time to serve in the Vietnam War, a conflict that was vastly different from the Korean War in many aspects. That's right. Vietnam was a different kind of war, with guerrilla tactics, dense jungles, and a politically charged atmosphere. But Rosser, true to his nature, faced these challenges head-on. In Vietnam, Rosser served as an advisor to South Vietnamese troops. This role was crucial, as it involved not just combat, but also training and guiding the South Vietnamese forces. His experience in Korea made him an invaluable asset. He knew the horrors of war and the importance of leadership in battle. He worked tirelessly to prepare the South Vietnamese troops for the rigors of combat. Ross's approach to this role showcased his understanding of the complexities of war. He wasn't just there to fight, he was there to mentor, to lead, and to inspire. And his commitment to his comrades didn't waver, even in Vietnam. He was known for his hands-on approach, often putting himself in harm's way to protect the soldiers under his guidance. Despite the different nature of the Vietnam War, Rosser's actions continued to reflect his bravery, dedication, and tactical skill. His contributions, though less documented than his time in Korea, were no less significant. Indeed Marco Ronald Rosser's service in Vietnam is a testament to his adaptability and unwavering spirit. He faced a new kind of war, but his dedication to his duty and his fellow soldiers remained as strong as ever. After his time in Vietnam, Rosser's military career came to an end. But his legacy, shaped by his service in two different wars, continues to inspire. Now, let's delve into a more controversial aspect of Ronald Rosser's military career, his kill count and tactical skills. It's a sensitive topic, but crucial for understanding the kind of soldier he was, right Marco? Absolutely Chuck. 
It's important to remember that war, at its core, is a harsh reality. And in the case of Ronald Rosser, his effectiveness in combat was a significant part of his legacy. During the Korean War especially in the battle that led to his Medal of Honor, Rosser's combat prowess was undeniable. He single-handedly eliminated at least 13 enemy combatants in a single encounter. That's a staggering number, considering the close quarters and intense nature of the fighting. Over the entirety of the Korean War he estimates that he killed over 1,000 enemy combatants. That's a staggering amount Chuck. But it's not just about the number. It's about the circumstances under which these acts were carried out. Ross's actions were in the face of overwhelming odds, often in situations where his own life was at great risk. Exactly. His tactical skills were honed through experience and a keen understanding of battlefield dynamics. Rosser knew how to assess a situation quickly, make decisive actions, and inspire his fellow soldiers to follow his lead. And his approach to combat wasn't just about aggression. He was also known for his ability to stay calm under pressure, a trait that saved lives on numerous occasions. Right. Rosser's ability to remain composed in the chaos of battle allowed him to make strategic decisions that turned the tide in several encounters. His bravery and tactical acumen were a beacon of hope and strength for his unit. But let's also remember Chuck, that behind these numbers and tactics was a man who deeply cared for his fellow soldiers. He wasn't just fighting for the sake of fighting, he was fighting to protect and save his comrades. Well said Marco. Rosser's legacy isn't just about his kill count or his tactical skills. It's about his leadership, his courage, and his unwavering commitment to his fellow soldiers. Now, let's turn our attention to Ronald Rosser's life after his illustrious military career. His transition to civilian life was quite another chapter, wasn't it Marco? Indeed it was Chuck. After serving with such distinction, Rosser could have easily rested on his laurels, but that wasn't his style. He continued to lead a life that was as impactful as his time in service. True Marco. Post-military, Rosser took on various roles. He worked for the Veterans Administration at one point, helping other veterans navigate the complexities of post-service life. That's a fitting role for him, considering his understanding of the challenges faced by veterans. His first-hand experience and empathy made him a great resource for those in need of guidance. Absolutely. Rosser also dedicated time to speaking about his experiences in the military, sharing his stories with audiences across the country. He believed in the importance of remembering the sacrifices made by soldiers and the realities of war. And he didn't just talk about war. Rosser also spoke about peace and reconciliation. He understood the complexities of conflict and the importance of moving forward. Indeed. Rosser's post-army life was marked by his continued dedication to service be it helping veterans, educating the public, or advocating for peace. And let's not forget Chuck, Rosser was also a family man. He dedicated himself to his family, just as he had to his country. A true hero both in and out of uniform. Ronald Rosser's post-army life was a testament to his character, a man of honor, compassion, and unwavering dedication to helping others. It's clear that Rosser's impact extended far beyond his military exploits. His contributions to his fellow veterans and his community are a significant part of his legacy. Absolutely Marco. His death marked the end of an era, didn't it Marco? Ronald Rosser passed away on August 26, 2020, just two days after his 91st birthday. His death was not just the loss of a decorated war hero, but also the fading of a living piece of history.
Rosser's death was felt deeply, not just by his family and friends, but by the entire nation. He was remembered and honored by military and civilian leaders alike for his extraordinary bravery and service to the country. But Rosser's legacy goes far beyond his military accolades. He left behind a legacy of resilience, courage, and selflessness. His actions in combat and his advocacy for peace and veterans' rights speak volumes about the kind of man he was. Absolutely, Marco. Rosser was a man who faced the horrors of war but never lost his humanity. He showed us what true bravery looks like, not just the courage to fight, but the courage to care for others, even in the darkest of times. And let's not forget the impact he had on future generations. His story continues to inspire soldiers and civilians alike. It's a reminder of the sacrifices made by those who serve and the importance of integrity and dedication. Indeed Marco Rosser's story is one that will be told for years to come. It's a story that teaches us about the complexities of war, the power of the human spirit, and the enduring value of service. As we close this chapter on Ronald Rosser's life, we remember a man who was not only a hero in the traditional sense but also a beacon of hope and inspiration. To our listeners, we hope this episode has given you a deeper understanding of Ronald Rosser's life and legacy. A man whose courage and commitment continue to resonate. Definitely. And now, for a bit of levity, did you know Rosser once joked that the only reason he survived was that he was too stubborn to die? That sounds about right. A true fighter till the end. Well, that wraps up our episode on Ronald Rosser. A true American hero whose story deserves to be remembered and told. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share the History AI podcast. Your support helps us keep bringing these incredible stories to life. Until next time, keep exploring history. Step into the thrilling world of sports betting with The Starting Line, an introduction to sports betting. Whether you're a beginner or simply curious, this comprehensive guide takes you from the basics to the advanced. Learn to decode odds, develop winning strategies, and bet responsibly. Get your copy now and transform every game into an adventure. The starting line is your first step towards mastering the art of sports betting. Available on Amazon.